Welcome back to Truth Hurts. We expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. I'm your host, Jake Duesenberg. Today we got an interesting show. How do good congressmen go bad? It happens so frequently. We'll get right into that. Joining me as always, the political junkies, led by Mega Jesse. How you doing there, Mega Jesse? No, I'm doing good. I think we got a lot to get uh, into, a lot of good stuff. And you know, in this world, there's two types of Republicans. There's Maga, and then there's Massey. So I can't <laughs> wait to expose it. There's way. That's not how you do it. There's <laughs> Maga or Massey. So Massey's <laughs> his new branch of uh, the GOP. Is that what you're saying? He's essentially that, John be, Bolton. That'd be kind of cool if the whole wi- there's a whole wing of the GOP <laughs> that was Thomas Massey. Yeah, he just rose in power so quickly. Yeah, you're all just listening to Mr. Straight Lace himself, William Beck. How you doing today? Good to be here. Good to. Uh, if Maga is an acronym, what what does Massey stand for? Oh, I don't know. I mean, basically the most establishment corrupt thing that you could be. So, yeah, right. <laughs> the most. I, I think you may have misspelled it there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and come up with an acronym for you. <laughs> I mean, spot. you kind of put them on the spot. M A S S I E. I'll come up with something right away. Running the dials as always, Deep State Dawson himself, keeping us in line. You know, proving our talking points at all times. Uh, Bridget's actually overseas. She's in Israel right now, so uh, we don't have her, I think, for the next two episodes. Safe travels to you. Uh, hopefully she's in a safe part of Israel, which I don't know. Is there a safe part of Israel? She assured me there is, but anyhow, safe travels to her. Um, what we'll do is William will read your comments today. Please join us on Rumble. Please on Rumble. Rumble gets the priority for the comments. So. Yes, I do feel this episode will get censored by uh, YouTube. And we're going to get into why we, I think that as we talk about Joe Rogan and RFK. So, uh, but right now we don't have any strikes on YouTube, which is crazy. We've been in the, in the doghouse many times with YouTube. We've been uh, strikes after strikes and then eventually been taken off air. Boy, did I screw up my hair coming on air, huh? Jeez. There you go. I fixed it. That was a good fix. All right. Uh, let's talk about Thomas. I didn't notice any difference. Did you not notice yeah, I was gonna, any? I was, No. That's a joke, right? No, I was like, I was looking up the... You, you always talk about how you slick your hair back before you come on the I show, do. but your hair yeah. always looks the same to me. Does it really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's short enough where it doesn't really matter, I think. Yeah, I feel like I got to do something on air. Like, uh, my friend Carmel, who does makeup, like, semi-professionally, I shouldn't speak without knowing, but I want to say she's done it professionally at some point, uh, says that everyone should wear makeup. I think Liz Collin, who was here all last week, would probably agree with that. There's just something about guys putting makeup on it. You guys out there, you know what I'm talking about. So we don't put mm-hmm. makeup on. And, you know, I feel feel like the one thing I do for showtime, just like Mega Jesse runs over because he realized he didn't have his mega hat on. I just, like, do something with my hair. What are you, know? you talking about, Jake? This is, like, his common garb. This is what he <laughs> wears. He doesn't wear the hats all day long, though. That's the Yes, thing. he does. No, he doesn't. He sleeps in the hats, too. He does not sleep in those hats. <laughs> hey, I... They're in his office. There's a ton of those hats. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want to read some comments before we get started here. We have Bad Hat Harry, based Minnesota, Tucker, Glenn, uh, Dover Dan. Got all the usuals in the chat today. All the usuals. The gang's here. The, the gang's, gang's all here. Rumble Rants. If you do a Rumble Rant today, we will read your comments ahead of everybody else. You keep us alive. We love our audience. We love you guys tuning in. Hopefully, you'll like this episode because... The truth sometimes hurts. You know, Thomas Massey is a guy that I donated to as recently as 2020. I remember this. Um, we all, I shouldn't say we all, a lot of people got goofy in 2020 come come COVID pandemic. Especially people in Washington, D.C., where they all of a sudden said, we're done meeting in person 
And now we're going to vote on this massive bill. Guess wh whose bill that was? It was Donald Trump's no, bill, by the Pelosi way. No, it was Pelosi and McConnell. Oh, yeah. But Trump you're was. Saying, you're saying they didn't create the bill? Well, that's fair. Did. That's fair. They did create the bill at the behest of Donald Trump. I'm, I'm just. No. Let's, oh, well, Donald no, Trump no. was supporting it, was he not? Donald Trump was supporting giving, you know, helping the American people, helping some businesses. It wasn't the corporate corrupt thing, you know. We, we've been over this before. I know. We've been over this one. The big strike against your guy there. But anyhow, um, they were literally going to vote not in person. And it was like a big deal because this has never happened before. Congress is obligated by the Constitution to be there. And Thomas Massey basically highlighted this point that we're going to vote for the biggest spending bill ever. And none of us are going to be there. So, you know, he, he went up against Donald Trump. Donald Trump called called him a name for, for this very interesting good point. And I was like, great, uh, you know, I'm going to donate 50, 100 bucks, whatever it was to Thomas Massey, because that's the kind of principles we need on Washington, D.C. Now, I'm not the only one that supported Donald Trump or I'm sorry, uh, Thomas Massey. Um, I think we got a picture of another guy on the mm -hmm. show here. Uh, hobnobbing with uh, Thomas Massey. You want to pull this up there, Deep State Dawson? A picture of uh, one long haired blonde kid. Look at it. Look, Look at, at that. He looks. That, Look at that. That hair. That's there hair. I am with Thomas Massey and Justin Amash. You know, <laughs> I, I'm willing to admit when I've made a mistake, you know, there I am. You know, I, I call no, these guys Liberty Champions, you know, and unfortunately, it's not the case anymore. Both of them, you know, Justin Amash, for example, you know, that guy went to impeach Trump, uh, you know, over BS reasons over Russiagate. Uh, so Justin Amash, he can't be taken seriously. Plus, he has all this uh, China money. He's big, big business in China. And Thomas Massey, we, we see exactly what he's become. Uh, we're going to lay out a lot of the examples, but you're right. I, I had the chance to get a picture with him, and uh, I don't regret taking the picture. He was, you know, voting the right way at the time. But, uh, you know, I'm also willing to correct myself after the fact and say, you know, this guy's not any good anymore. So this is interesting. J.M. Teddy says, I donated to Massey and got my credit card stolen. Mm. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but Tucker 91 says, uh, Jesse looks like a hockey player. Uh, Carla Nelson, the Patriot Carla Nelson. Yes. She's uh, back. Says love the curls. <laughs> Thank you. should you. really bring it back. That's a, that's a great hairstyle. Yeah, no, I had it real long for a long time. So who knows? It's pretty rad, buddy. Um, all right. So, you know, honestly, Thomas Massey, one of the most consistently conservative legislators, uh, from the modern era, you know, um, comes from like the Ron Paul movement, which I was a part of back in 2012. And, uh, you know, a guy that a lot of us appreciate, Young Americans for Liberty, LA group of ours out in Washington, D.C., actually Austin, Texas now, um, but a national group. I'm sure they're still going to defend him. I'm sure they're still going to bring him out to speak and everything. They're, they're still going to pretend like he's their champion. I mean, I'm not ready to completely throw out any chance of uh, – potential from Thomas Messi. What I'm going to say is he's taken some, what I would believe objectively bad votes. A lot of people argue, a lot of people will argue mm -hmm. it's subjective here. And of course he's going to have his excuses and they all do. And I got a uh, image for that too. The political excuses that you'll hear from politicians, but you know what? And we talked about this. I don't know, half a dozen episodes ago, how bad the debt ceiling deal was like, first of all, I don't know what kind of deal can be made for me to vote for increasing the debt ceiling. Because mm -hmm. quite frankly, we should have solved this issue two decades ago. Right. 
Like we're screwing over our country. I think our country's doomed economically speaking. I don't think we're doomed in terms of like a complete implosion of our government. And there were things that were supposed to be promised in that deal that never came through, like right. uh, getting rid of these IRS agents. You know, the ones that were supposed to be hired. You know, that's still happening, all because you know Kevin McCarthy couldn't get in the deal, and because these Republicans caved and supported the deal. Right, and, that, and Thomas Massey not only voted for the debt ceiling bill, he was on the important rules committee. He could have stopped this thing from even getting out of the rules committee. Mm -hmm. So he, it's like actually two big strikes against him on that issue, and that's the most important issue. You, we could talk about Ukraine. We could talk about um, even the budget negotiations, which will happen in the appropriations process, which is one of Thomas Massey's excuses, is that's when you really get the deal done. But really the way to solve this issue is to actually have the government default on its debt. We already are defaulting on the de our debt. When you print money to pay off the debt, you're defaulting. You devalue the dollar. So you're not paying back the full price of that debt. So it's actually, in my opinion, good for us to actually default on the debt and get things uh, figured out and reset. And, of course, they're just going to wait to the final timeline or to the very end, 11th hour, and then you get guys like Thomas Massey that cave on that objectively caved. I think he's probably voted against every debt ceiling increase in the past. He says some BS thing like we got actual spending cuts. You didn't get spending cuts. You got like a freeze. You know, maybe you're measuring that against um, the rate of inflation, but it's stupid. You're not saw we are still adding debt. So, so if we really got substantial spending cuts, there would be no reason for a debt ceiling increase because we would have no budget deficit anymore. We don't need a debt ceiling increase, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no spending cuts here. We're still borrowing too much damn money. And he's part of the problem, part of the Washington, D.C. problem. That's the number one biggest issue I see with Thomas Massey. And he's been around for a long time now. You know, he, he's had plenty of years to be a good conservative. Now that he's on his 10th year, he's been in there for a decade. I imagine that being in D.C., being in the swamp for a decade of your life does change you. Exactly. Yes. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you kind of want the good ones to be out there a long time, but that also gives them more time to get corrupted. Let's just be honest. And I don't know. I don't know Thomas Massey hardly at all. I don't know if I've ever met him. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've met. Him. I met Justin Amash once, but mm -hmm. um, and Amash is even worse. <laughs> yeah, but. Well, a former congressman, so mm -hmm. out of power. And do you remember that Thomas Massey was bringing Justin Amash on the floor of the House during the Kevin McCarthy vote? As uh, you know, as the vote was going on, Thomas Massey was trying to work these side deals to let his best buddy Justin Amash try to become the speaker. It was the craziest. Well, type we don't thing. know that. I don't know what he was doing. It was a I really mean, that, that's, bizarre thing. Why else would he be there? Justin well, Amash so Justin was trying Amash to become the wanted to be speaker. Yeah, he, he tweeted did. out that he'd be. Yeah, I'd totally do it because you, you're allowed to do that in Congress. You can nominate someone not in Congress to be the speaker. Correct, yeah. mm -hmm. um, the problem is t Massey was still stumping for McCarthy the whole time. Correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he voted for McCarthy in every single one. And this is the thing that bothers me. So first of all, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, same thing. I know you liked Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm -hmm. but uh, they were big McCarthy supporters. You know, this was a consequential vote. We taught, This is how we started The Truth Hurts. Because before this, it was called The Jake Show. We started The Truth Hurts in January, right? 2023. And the most important topic for us to start covering was the debt ceiling. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, the vote for the speakership. Mm -hmm. And we knew. We knew right away what was going on. We did, uh, Dawson, what was it, four or five live streams, uh, three, four hours sometimes, on the votes. We were, we were talking. We were calling the shots. We knew what was going on. Thomas Massey says he doesn't. So mm -hmm. let's play this uh clip let's see yep. uh the it's the mccarthy one yeah line nine there 
Uh, this is from a tweet. I think this was an interview with CNN, I want to say. This is Thomas Massey when asked a question about how why he's supporting Speaker McCarthy. Let's take you straight to Capitol Hill where Bob Costa CBS, is standing sorry. by with Congressman Thomas Massey. Another Acosta. Hey, thanks for joining us again here at outside the House of Representatives. I'm here with Congressman Massey of Kentucky. You are a conservative, someone who throughout the years has at times been described as a hardliner, someone who takes a hard line with the leadership. But you've supported McCarthy in this process. I've heard through the grapevine, sometimes you've done it with muted enthusiasm, but you've done it. Why? Well, what I learned when we fought Boehner three times and eventually won and then ended up with Paul Ryan is if you change the person, you haven't really changed the play this place, way this place works. And what these uh, 14 who just switched their votes have accomplished is they got some solid reforms to the way this place works. And uh, I'm almost uh, regretting that I wasn't with them. But I, at first, I misunderstood what they were trying to do. I thought they were trying to just throw out one guy to get another guy. No, they really wanted reforms, and they've got them. Okay, go ahead. Let's stop go it. This. So what once again, um, we aren't Washington, D.C. insiders. We're not in the net, the Republican conference. We, we're just guys watching from the outside. We knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. what, so I just don't believe him when he says that. I think he's lying to us, actually. And I, that's a bigger foul. It's be a bad vote. That's one thing. But then to lie about it to, like, people mm -hmm. like us who support you right and pretend like he didn't know what was going on like you're saying you know we knew what was going on how can we know what's going on thomas massey doesn't and uh for him to be you know making these excuses after the fact and saying i wish i was a part of it <laughs> you know so he's trying to basically say oh i'm with these guys but i didn't do any of the work to prove that i'm with these people so he's trying to win people like us over trying to prove that he's a fighter even though he did nothing to fight so um, we may have to do some background on Massey here because Tucker91 asked, um, since when was Massey a conservative? I thought he was more of a libertarian. Well, what's the difference between a libertarian and a conservative when it comes to U.S. congressional stuff, right? So, you know, I, I don't think there's much difference there. Uh, mm -hmm. I would use those same terms interchangeably for myself. I'm a libertarian in the sense that, you know, I believe in the non-aggression principle, but as a conservative, a small government conservative, I also believe that government should be very small, thus can't aggress on individual rights. So I don't know. I don't. I think those two things can be used synonymously. I think where there's a big uh, partition is like when you get into like Christian conservative or not Christian conservatives, but like co social conservatives and some social libertarians. There's mm -hmm. kind of maybe some differences. There's a s mix of libertarians that believe um, it's a woman's body and it's her right to choose what she does with her own body. And there's other libertarians that go, no, but that's a human being and you can't aggress on the human being, right? That's in the womb. So I think that's what a lot of libertarians get identified as, is like pro-choice, you know, a lot, maybe some other social issues. But um, there's actually splinter, splintering of the libertarian, libertarian, small L libertarians, not libertarian party in this mm -hmm. context. But even the Libertarian Party is splintering. Even they're having Correct. all kinds of divisive issues themselves with uh, different coxes taking the lead and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, the Libertarian Party is divided as well well think about this the most famous libertarian politician of modern day is ron paul and he was a republican yeah. right so uh, honestly there's really i guess constitutionalists might be the best way to explain it right the constitution is mm -hmm. a great document government shouldn't do anything that's not in the powers given to him in the constitution in article one we do have k wall and t wall for life you uh, know on it. board uh t wall says good afternoon good afternoon t wall thank you for joining mm -hmm. love 
it always makes me so excited when they join <laughs> i know i know that's why i think thought i'd mention it we also have a question from terry terry on youtube asking are you going to cover emmer also well that's why we did this episode is because it's not just massy it happens with everyone and emmer's a great point like mm -hmm. emmer um went to so a lot of people liked emmer i liked Emmer. i've known emmer i was showing you guys a old pamphlet of us doing an event with emmer i think it was in 20 2013 maybe somewhere in there mm -hmm. i think he got elected first time in 2014 and it was 2012 uh, they first got elected 2012? I'll, I'll have to look at it so maybe it's 2011. No, that can't be right. No, that's definitely, that's definitely not right. 2013. Oh, right. Yeah. 20, 2013, we did the event 2014. So, um, I mean, listen, Emmer was a conservative, very well liked amongst the ranks in Minnesota. Goes out day one, votes for John Boehner, a Speaker of the House. It's like, you know, that's the other bullshit argument that Massey's making. If you don't think this person's going to lead the right way, then you'd vote against them until we find the right guy. So mm -hmm. it's like, well, I, we just get a Paul Ryan. It's like you get the person you're only you can only um, stand up for the way you voted. You can't just talk about how everyone else is going to vote. That's mm -hmm. on their conscience. Yeah, you were right, Jake. He uh, first got elected to the U.S. House in 2014. Right. So um, so Emmer's another great case of point. Now Emmer's the majority whip. He's third in charge of the Republican conference and he's doing all the work for the establishment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, another guy that just falls down the road. So I don't want to just like harp on Massey. Massey might be, a, be able to be resurrected in some And he's still regard. in the top half, you know, even though I'm trash as mostly. well. Yeah. yeah, as far as votes go, you know, he, he is still one of the more conservative ones. But uh, he's just proven that he's not he's not an elite person anymore. He's not in the top. He, he's mid mid tier. Well, he's doing swampy things. That's the yeah. reality. I think objectively you have to look at it. he's doing swampy things. Right. Well, and there's a reason for it too, right? Like, I'm sure he's trying to earn some, create some favor with the establishment leadership, maybe to run for United States Senate. Maybe McConnell's done, mm -hmm. or Rand I mean, Paul. Knows? You know, he might or maybe might Rand replace Paul. Rand Paul. That's true. Yeah, yeah I mean, Paul who knows what's not going on again? I could see it. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> he likes his <laughs> job too much. Um, I think it could be that he's also on the rules committee. How do you get in the rules committee? Like he was a no namer up in Washington D.C. So. Now Thomas Massey's on like the most coveted committee out there. I remember, you know, the story, and I've I think I've told on this show before. Um, Eric Lucero, when he was in the state house, he I went to his office after he missed a committee hearing where he could have killed real ID. Right? Thomas Massey could have killed the debt ceiling bill in the rules committee. All bad bills should be killed in committees. Mm -hmm. And uh Eric Lucero was absent in that committee and was like the night before and could have killed the bill real id federal id system terrible terrible bill mm -hmm. and so i went to his office and i go what's the deal eric like why did you miss me he said come on in he shuts the door he goes listen they came to me and they told me i had to take a walk mm -hmm. so in other words you the constituents the voters of eric lucero didn't get represented in that committee because leadership the establishment told him to take a walk I go, okay so why didn't you go to the press and tell them that's what they're doing because that's like bullshit. It's like mm -hmm. gangster activity. Like, take a walk? No, I'm not taking a walk. I have a vote. You're threatening to take away my vote. No, I'm mm -hmm. not going to. He goes, Jake, they would have taken me off my committee, and I would never had any of my bills heard. I go, go tell the press that. <laughs> yeah. That's the swampy crap that they get away. So if Lucero, who's clearly one of the better votes up at the Capitol in Minnesota, that is, if you guys are following this, um, if we've got an audience outside of Minnesota, you're like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. 
Clearly one of the better votes up there, but he was able to sell out on something so small, just the threat of being taken off a committee. So imagine the allure of doing the right thing. So not only you're, you're on the committee, you get placed on the top committee, the rules committee. That's mm -hmm. powerful stuff for these guys. Yep. And, and then, of course, Massey think about the fundraising. The think of the fundraising you could do. I'm on the rules committee, and this is where we're taking to the Democrats. Yep. I need $50, chip in $50 right now. Yeah, and Michelle Fishbach, you know, also, uh, you know, as we know in Minnesota here, you know, she was also on the Rules Committee and she supported it out of the Rules Committee. I think she voted no on the floor, uh, but that's irrelevant because she voted for it in the Rules Committee, allowed it to go to the floor. So, uh, you know, her and Massey are on the same exact page on this one. Right. We have a uh, rumble rant from KWAL for Life, uh, $10. Uh, he asks, why would anyone we're told is from the right side of the aisle in Congress oppose censuring Adam Schiff? Mm-hmm. I think the argument that I've heard, and this, so that's a great point. So that was another big issue with Massey is just last week he voted against the censorship of, uh, no, censorship, censoring. I always say that. There's two different words. Censoring meaning you silence someone, which I'm very much against, and censuring. Censuring. Censuring, sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, censuring um, a congressman, which is like kind of like a slap on the wrist. In the case of this one, <laughs> Adam Schiff would have stand in front of Congress and they would have been able to address him in front of her. So he would have been taking like a verbal backlash, uh, a beating, mm -hmm. and then also had to pay $16 million. And we looked up his wealth. I guess he was $1.2 million in wealth. So it would have bankrupted him. And I think, good, right? Like Adam Schiff deserves it for what he did to our nation. Mm -hmm. So the. Um, the, and the number, the $16 million, that was chosen by Paulina Luna, who uh, was one of the people who went against McCarthy in the speaker votes. But uh, she chose that number because it was half the cost of what the investigations were that were caused by Adam Schiff for Russiagate. Uh, so she was, you know, directly tying him to the responsibility of our tax dollars being wasted. Right. And, and Schiff's behind that bullshit thing that went on two and a half years, had the whole media. Let's be honest. Adam Schiff wasn't doing the Lord's work there, right? He wasn't just being truly you know, impartial. neutral, impartial, mm -hmm. and looking to get down to the bottom of the truth. It was a complete hack job. They got what they wanted out of it. Tr just dragged Trump through the mud for two and a half years. That's what they did. And the idea that this guy won't pay for it and might get promoted to the Senate. Isn't he the leading candidate right now in California yeah, for that seat? It, it depends on how you look at it. Okay, but one person can look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this guy should pay for that. You know, every liberal would say uh, Joe McCarthy needs to pay for what he did in the 50s. This Joe McCarthy Adam Schiff was right. should have paid for what he did. What's that? Joe McCarthy was right. Yeah, but that's what every leftist would say is right. Joe, what Joe McCarthy did was wrong and he should pay for that. But he was correct. I'm just I'm just saying because Adam Schiff is completely making this up. Like FBI documents released in the 90s show that Joe McCarthy was onto something with his investigations. Fair point. Just just throwing that out there. Yes, I was trying to like bring in the bipartisan element on this thing, but I'm <laughs> glad that you read are, those documents. Our and, side is always right, Jake. That's why the No, what's throws. our side? I don't know what our <laughs> side is on this one, right? What is our side? I know. I'm just I'm not going to like stand you. for all the Republicans here. <laughs> we stand for the truth. That's why it's called the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth does hurt. No, you see, I know. Jesse and I support Thomas Massey. It sucks to see this objectively mm -hmm. moving towards the swamp here, right? Still one of the best votes out there, objectively making the wrong choices these days. Yep. Um, so they argue that uh, it would be a bad president to answer UK wall, uh, bad president to um, 
to, to go about like finding another congressman, especially the one that would bankrupt them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a, sh- a small tinge of credibility in that counter argument. However, what do you do to somebody that spent $32 million in government resources, our money for a hoax, and they knew it was a hoax the whole time? Mm-hmm. That guy should be paying for it. And one of the things that Massey says in explanation to this thing, too, is because Pelosi had, uh, when she was speaker, uh, she charged him and others because they weren't wearing a mask. They were taking a pay cut because of it. And he was basically saying, because that happened to me, I'm not going to allow that to happen to anybody else. It's unconstitutional. And that's why he was saying he wouldn't find Adam Schiff. Uh, but even that's a ridiculous argument because, like you're saying, you know, shouldn't there be a price to pay for wasting our tax dollars and leading a phony investigation against the president? I would think so. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, we've got to start fighting back at this stuff. Got a couple comments. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Brad Ganser says, a smart guy once told me that no one ever becomes more conservative once elected. Very, very fair point. Yep. Uh, Dover Dan's responding to Brad Ganser saying it's like they forgot their values and get, oh, what happened here? Oh, sorry, my comment section just jumped. Uh, it's like they forget their values and get caught up in money they learn or get taught how to spend it. Based Minnesota says, what conservative issue do Republicans not lose ground on? Can't think of one. Mm-hmm. Um, Tucker actually has a couple of issues that he provided. We can talk about these maybe. What do you mean? He says, uh, in response to Based Minnesota, he says, uh, 2A is winning out. We also did just get Roe v. Wade. 2A is not winning out. 2A just lost ground in Minnesota. We, we literally lost. We, lo- we got red flag laws now, and we got universal background checks. Mm-hmm. We also did just get Roe v. Wade overturned last year. And we lost we ground just- in Minnesota. So I think I think based Minnesota is making a great point. I think he said yeah, conservatives in Minnesota, saying right? Federally. I think Tucker yeah. saying federally. Yeah, federally it's a little so different. Too. But didn't yeah. he say, didn't Minnesota say what in conservatives lose ground in this state? No, just what conservative issue do Republicans not lose ground on? Oh, okay. I guess I was thinking because his name is based in Minnesota. Okay, yeah, fair, fair point then. Yeah, federally, but certainly Minnesota, everything we're losing. Yeah, well, that's why people are leaving. Yeah, no kidding. Um, oh, no, based Minnesota was speaking about uh, Minnesota. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, then you guys are both right. That's 100% right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> we have so many rhinos in our state that just cave on every little thing we saw it on uh, – you know what was it the uh, the bonding bill? Yeah, yeah. the trans all, all kinds of things. So yeah, there a lot of the Republicans in Minnesota are weak. Yeah, it's kind of hard to find one example here. There's so many examples, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have a problem with uh, Thomas Massey. What's your what's your issue? Seems like he's <laughs> which one? President. Seems like he's weighed in on the presidential politics already. <laughs> yeah, I guess he did, and uh, you know he did in such a sleazy, slimy, dirty way. Uh, right after Trump's uh, home, Mar-a-Lago was invaded and raided by the FBI. Uh, tore apart him and his son's room and everything else. What does uh, Thomas Massey do the very next day? Well, let's go. He find, doesn't call pull, it out. Pull it up. Pull it up here, Dustin. Let's find out what uh, Massey did the day after Trump's house yeah, gets raided. This isn't a video. This is just. Uh, oh, I thought this one was a video. Nope. He 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 didn't have the didn't have the balls to make a video on this one. No. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and click the one that uh, Massey endorses DeSantis. Just give me a second. This is after the raid? So he yeah. did this way before he even got in. Yeah. I forgot all about No, this. he did it before yeah. DeSantis even got in, and he did it right, right after Trump's home got raided, uh, right as we're living through a banana republic. So, uh, yeah, GOP representative Thomas Massey endorses uh, DeSantis for 2024. So what's uh, the date on that? I can't see it from here. It says April. Yeah. Four, well, five, Trump's 23. house got raided 
This, oh, that April. was last year. Yeah, no, yeah. Trump's house got raided last year. Uh, this is, I think, right before his indictment in New York. Th- that may have been yeah, it. You're, yeah, you remember it. Oh, yeah, scroll down right there. It says in the second paragraph. Uh, wait, no. What? Did I get that right? I think I think you're right in the sense it happened right after a Trump thing happened. I think yeah. It was a New York indictment. Well, regardless of what it was, then I, I think that one of the other things that I have attached in here is eventually going to uh, tell us the answer on that. But what's uh, what's the thing? Is this Massey finally says the truth? What is this? Is this it? <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. So, yeah, Thomas Massey, he's out there endorsing DeSantis and, uh, you know, saying that DeSantis was a was a good conservative while he was in the House. I mean, all you got to do is look at DeSantis's voting record to discover <laughs> that's not the truth. Uh, you know, because, you know, people what don't do even remember for? that. Uh, uh, DeSantis was even in Congress, you know. Uh, DeSantis has so many bad votes. Are like you what? asking for examples? Yeah. Okay, how about increasing the military budget and incre- you know, funding all of these uh, wars abroad? I'm sure that we don't want people to die, right, William? So I'd rather I'd rather DeSantis not be not be doing that. For which wars did he increase? Well, funding? he was passing the entire you know defense budget, which always was increasing. And really? you see what I William's was... trying to do? He's trying to find any little tiny detail so that he can try to trip me up. I'm on a roll, man. You can't stop me. This and so go ahead and pull hurts. up. We look at details. I'm just That's asking little... questions. <laughs> no, no, no. It, can't this ask this questions, is, This apparently. isn't a good faith, uh, good faith interview right here between me and William. That's not what's going on at all. A good faith. You're the one who's <laughs> it's out not here good bashing faith. DeSantis. <laughs> yeah. There's no good faith between me and DeSantis either. If I interviewed DeSantis, you think I'd give him a fair shake? No way. Uh, so, yeah, Dawson, pull up the thing where... Thomas Massey finally decides to tell the truth for once, uh, for once <laughs> for in the once. past couple of years, you know, uh, he stayed pretty quiet about the truth, but, uh, you know, cause like I said, right after, you know, Trump is going, you know, getting attacked in this, uh, banana Republic, you know, DeSantis had nothing to say and all he did was attack, you know, endorse DeSantis. But here he, I, I can't really read that, but basically what he's saying is that, uh, sitting president, uh, sitting president arresting the, his political opponent, is the ultimate weaponization of government Joe Biden's administration has shamefully crossed uh, into waters charted only by banana republics. So I can appreciate the fact that he's willing to admit this, but why did it take him months and months and months? It wasn't until this latest document case that he finally decided to say something. Besides that, Thomas Massey didn't have a single nice word to say about Trump. He didn't have a single defending word to a say. A single one? Not a sure? single thing. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. And, you know, it's because all I knew of him was just sitting there saying, oh, DeSantis is so great. And, you know, and, you know, he's a keyboard warrior against Trump. You know, him and Amash, they're two of these people that, you know, one little attack from Trump, they get their panties in a knot and they hate him for the rest of their life, and they got Trump derangement syndrome. One little attack, you know, if I get attacked by Trump, you got to take it on the chin. Yeah, yeah, the president calling me out nationwide. Gee, why Mm -hmm. would I be upset about that? (laughs) Hey, well, you know, and and then Trump went and endorsed him. Trump was looking to bury the hatchet. By the way, why did Trump do that? Because Massey was forcing members to show up to vote for this, uh, what was it? <laughs> we like, already talked about this. the William. largest spending bill ever, <laughs> yeah. like literally. And Trump was pissed about that. And then Trump endorsed him, and then look at how Ma- Massey think, repays think, the favor. You I know? think that could be part of the reason that he's fallen in line with the establishment now. I think the establishment got him that Trump endorsement. No, that's no, why, no. I, I think he's, he's falling with the yeah, establishment but he's now because going he's going to DeSantis's camp, which would mm-hmm. argue that he's really in bed with the establishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, I do wasn't think... he the first person to endorse DeSantis? Yeah. Well, like, the DeSantis establishment before he was even a candidate. Yeah. I mean, it's just basically like, could you be even more anti-Trump? Could you be even more of a never-Trumper? You're supporting someone that wasn't even in the race, you know? 
Uh, that was before, you know, people started discovering all the dirt on DeSantis as well. So uh, and th there's plenty of that. I have got to play this uh, clip of this comedian. I put it in line 20 there, Dawson. I can't get this out of my head. I, I know I've seen this, you know, going back months ago, but, you know, you, it's like the algorithm on Twitter or, or uh, in this case, it's Instagram. You, you watch a video one time and then it's just like, oh, you want to see this all the time. So yeah. I get this. It's on my feet all the time. This is with uh, George Santos. This impersonator Trump looks nothing like Trump. But his mechanics are so good and it's so hilarious. Watch this clip of this guy. Told me that, uh, you know, Fox News, formerly known as Fox, woke nation, I call it. They got rid of Tucker. Such a disgrace. Such a disgrace. And there's a rumor going around. They talk about it, you know, out in the streets. They're saying they're hiring Don Levin. Can you believe it? Fake news CNN fired Don. And he's coming over to Fox, right? They're failing. The ratings are down the tubes. It's Rupert Murdoch. He needs to wake up. <laughs> he's just start covering Trump. I got one friend over there. We call him Sean Hannity. We love My Sean. constituent. That's right. My constituent. <laughs> Sean Hannity. We love Sean. We love Sean. We love Sean. Unbelievable guy. He's so great. He's so great. And this guy, too. We love him. Santos, we love him. My new VP, okay? Believe me. Better than Mike Judas Pence. That I can tell <laughs> We'll leave it at that, Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I, I saw crazy. another video of another Trump impersonator going after Santos as well. This oh, really? isn't the first yeah. guy. So oh, no, that's this guy's funny. great. He just does it nonstop. He's everywhere. He keeps saying lots of deals, making deals. And then he does that handshake where you know Trump really pulls in. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my God, it's so damn good. Uh, if you guys are not watching on Rumble, make sure you go over to Rumble to follow this show because we will probably get censored as we move into the next subject of the show. Because we're talking about COVID and vaccines Ooh, and stuff like that. Spooky. Did you have something before we go into that? Oh, did we not want to prove that uh, Thomas Massey is a fraud to the Tea Party? Uh, well, you know that is an interesting story. You know, we did some digging on Thomas Massey. I mean, that that video. I think people should see that video, that DC Reno video. No, I, that's a bad video. It's not I a think. bad video. Is it's it's pretty. Well, accurate. I didn't have that video queued up. Oh, in, I, I in have it in there. Where do you have that in here? Uh, I, I, I what? It's in there. Yep. I can't remember where. I, I think it makes the MAGA oh, argument look uh, bad, line, to be honest. Oh, line eight, I guess. Because like they're trying to make the lockdowns look like a good thing. I, that really rubbed me weird. Let's, when they let's not show that video. Yeah. I mean, people can go to DC Drano. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting. Well, I, I read Truth. You can you can find it on Truth Social as well. Jesse talks truth. Well, it's interesting. We talk about an object, or I mean, a subject, an object, a subject like this. Which I'm not saying that this isn't important stuff, and that's what we were like in show prep. What should we talk about today that no one else is talking about? I think this is, you know, something not a lot of people are talking about, but some people are obscurely following. Like DC Drano was, you know, you know, hate tweeting at Massey the other day, which was mm -hmm. fair game in my opinion. Um, but because uh, you know, like a lot of these other stories it's just getting overdone. It's kind of a slow news cycle other than the fact that Trump is literally being indicted twice now, two different counts or two different issues, one in New York, one in Miami. They mm -hmm. just announced the date, by the way, April, August 14th, right before the Fox news debate, the first Fox news debate. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I mean, that's going to be his whole campaign. He's going to be facing this. I want to come back to that, by the way, um, where we see this going with Trump. But we're like ignoring some of these really, really important stories. Like uh, we posted on actionforliberty.com last Wednesday, Thursday. When was that? We didn't even cover it on our Thursday program. 
Uh, go to actionforliberty.com. You could follow the story. It's uh, lab workers first to be infected by COVID. So, you know, the old um, wet market theory, that was what this lying sack of shit has been telling us forever. You know, Anthony Fauci, a guy that funded gain and function research, helped orchestrate the funding of gain and function research, right? This guy, this liar, okay, uh, told us that it came from a bat in a wet market. It he did still, not. He still says that. Yeah, still says it. Lying corporate media telling you that. Turns out some real journalists, uh, Schellenberger and uh, Matt Taibbi. Um, there's another, there's one other here. I want to make sure I get it credit because I didn't know him as well. But this apparently is the smoking gun, um, Alex Gutentag. Hmm. So what they did is they have a U.S. government source that confirmed that the first, or a couple sources that confirmed that the first cases of COVID-19 came from people not only in the Wuhan lab, in November of 2019, but that worked in the gain of function part of the lab. The origins of COVID-19 pandemic came from the Wuhan lab, and we've been lied to by our government and the mainstream corporate media for years, according to a brand new article. Mm -hmm. uh, U.S. government sources confirmed that the first people sickened by COVID-19 were three scientists who were engaged in gain of function research in the Wuhan lab. As you probably know, U.S. taxpayer money went to gain of function research through a group called the EcoHealth Alliance. Now, an admission... That was kind of admission, but not, right? Because it wasn't gain of function. Senator, you don't know what you're talking about, as he would say to Rand Paul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys were you guys were being careful with your words. You you support a gain of function research. Basically, what did they end up calling it? Virus enhancement or something like that? Some bullshit terminology. Mm -hmm. Leading the lies and deception for the government over the past couple of years was Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Not only did he deny that the U.S. was supporting gain-of-function research in China, he also led the American public to believe that the leak of the virus came from natural sources in the wet market on the Wuhan province. Many experts questioned that narrative from the beginning. Patient zero for a virus that went on to kill nearly 7 million people worldwide. That's just killed. Now imagine all the other destruction it did to economies, to mental health, all that kind of stuff. Was Ben Hu, Yu Ping, and Yan Zhu, all researchers who led the Wuhan lab's gain-of-function research on coronaviruses? Schellenberger, Taibbi, and Gutentag credit Yan Zhu. Wasn't, that's a woman, right? I think that she was uh, one of the doctors that was working there that went missing in China for a while. People were calling her Batwoman. Is that right? Is that the I Batwoman? Mean, it, she, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. Shi Zhu? Is that what it is? S-H-I-X-U? Uh, it's... Yan, Y A N Z H U. Not not a Chinese expert here. All they right. credit this new information to quote multiple U.S. government officials, end quote that they interviewed as part of a lengthy investigation by Public uh, and Racket. This is a smoking gun we've all been waiting for. Go to actionforliberty.com, share that around. This should be a big story, and it's just not. It was basically buried by the mainstream media. Alternative media like us, we're the only ones that report on this kind of stuff. But we've been lied to about the origins of COVID-19. It comes from a lab in China, which China has a real incentive to take out America, right, and most of the Western world. And we funded this research, and no one's ever going to be held accountable on this kind of stuff, right? And then we still have these people lying to us this day. There's still the mask wearers right which is like the less red mega hats and we're getting vaccines still pushed against us very rare you see the vaccine push 
but that's going to be the next subject. I think you have something you want to say, William. Yeah, we we got a uh, <laughs> that time the face did say the something. The face did say it. I got it. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, Brad Ganser gave us a rumble rant of $10. Thanks, uh, Brad. He asked, can someone tell me if gain-of-function research is being done at the U of M? Uh, he follows it up with saying that's being done at UW-Madison. Well, I mean, it's not supposed to happen. It's against the law right now, right? So that's why they did in the Wuhan laboratory is they bundled money for something that was because essentially if Fauci admitted that they support a gain-of-function research, people would be going to prison, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, Brad, go ahead and work. send a link if you got proof that gain-of-function research is happening within the United States. I mean, that would be interesting. Well, of course, that was that uh, last um, uh, Project Veritas video with the the dude that was um, from, from Pfizer. Yeah, Pfizer on the gay date. Remember that one? Such an interesting story. And then, then that was the implosion of um, of uh, Project Veritas. Now it's OMG, O'Keefe Media Group. All right. Anyhow, so this is a really fascinating story that just happened. Um, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan on. Thursday, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday has RFK Jr. on his podcast. Okay. Joe Rogan, largest interviewer in the history of the world. His audiences are tremendous. He's the most one of the most popular podcasts, if not the his most. His audiences are tremendous. They're tremendous. The biggest, Wonderful. maybe ever. He won't have Donald Trump on his show, though. <laughs> Big problem. Big problem, Joe. Um, but anyhow, he uh he has RFK RFK Jr., probably our favorite Democrat. He's been really good on the COVID vaccine issue, but that's because he's been really, I guess, good. Maybe, maybe not good. It's hard. You guys can make up your own mind. We'll be off YouTube after even discussing this. <laughs> and I mean that because like Jordan Peterson said that YouTube took down the video interview you had with RFK. I never watched it. I, I didn't either, but it looks like they kept it up for like a week or something. So it's yeah. interesting that they decided, you know, after the fact to delete it, you know, that much time later. Well, this must is, have been must have been getting a lot of views. This is exactly why you go to Rumble. You follow us on Rumble. Go to Truth Hurts on Rumble. Uh, Rumble.com. Follow us here because we never get banned on Rumble. Okay. Um, but anyhow, we'll keep it on YouTube as long as they allow it. But I'm guessing this one's going to get a strike for medical misinformation is what they call it. Anyhow, RFK, <laughs> RFK <laughs> does a great job on the, the uh, Joe Rogan podcast or Joe Rogan experience. And um, during this show, he's talking about this uh, famous vaccine pusher, Dr. Peter Hotez. Hotez, right? Yeah, right? something like that. This goofball. And uh, mentions how <laughs> he, he's this big vaccine pusher, but he's literally like out of shape, eats junk food, doesn't work out, doesn't take vitamins. So it's the slam against this guy who's saying that, what you need to help your immune system is these vaccines that really haven't been tested. And meanwhile, all these things that we know naturally help your immune system, he ignores it. Basically, it's non-existent. What's going on over there, William? You got no audio? Oh, there you go. Oh, I haven't had it. I was oh, no audio. Okay. I know. I thought about going on, and I was like, what is going on in our yeah. show here? So this is the uh, – let's play Peter Hotez's first ex- – uh, I, th- I think he's maybe been on more than once, but this is his um, time on the Joe Rogan podcast, admitting that he doesn't do any of this stuff that would help his natural immunity. Do you take care of your immune system in other ways? Do you take probiotics? Are you cautious about your diet? Um, I'm not as cautious about my diet as I should be. I'm a junk foodaholic. Uh, actually. <laughs> 
So that seems like a terrible thing for your health. It, it is a terrible thing for my health. <laughs> my wife is uh, working on it. But that seems basis. ridiculous for someone who works with health. Yeah. Yeah. What's Somet going on with you, man? Sometimes, man, I just don't Sometimes. get it right. <laughs> How often? What? How often? How often do I steal a bag of chips or something like that? How often like do you that? eat garbage? Uh, I don't know. No, no, hopefully not every day. But, you know, hopefully so not every day. Yeah, maybe a couple of times a week. Oh. Know. That's what with Rachel and I, uh, my daughter with autism, that's like our thing is to go to the, uh, it's called the burger joint or to um, Shake Shack to get mm -hmm. a, to get a cheeseburger, we'll sneak, sneak some fries. So, mm. so you live in large, we call it. Like that mouth pleasure so much, you're willing to sacrifice a little bit. I of am. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I can, I have to concede that's the case. Well, there's, uh, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but there's a, a large body of data that connects poor diet to a host of diseases. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it seems like a t crazy decision for a guy in your line of work. There you go. Sometimes the, uh, <laughs> sometimes the, it's not all brain. It's. Uh, something else but i mean if you ate healthy food i mean you, the thing is your body starts craving healthy food you start feeling yeah no no question results. no question about it do you take vitamins i don't take vitamins really yeah I don't wow think, i don't think they do i don't think they're needed because most in the, Amer in the american and the american hold up hold up hold up you don't think they're needed while you're eating junk food well ho hopefully i'm not only eating junk food okay, right? but you know there's a large body of clinical all right let's research. let's cut there and then he goes on to saying basically doesn't exercise as well all these things that are known to help boost your immune system and including going and get sunlight which might be hard for someone that's job is in a laboratory of course i'm sure you're outside at some point during the day where you could mm -hmm. get sun and you probably just instead binge watch something on netflix with uh cheetos on your lap by the way no beacon of health over here in terms of food uh, yep. <laughs> i eat a lot of but junk we're not food trying too. to mandate i vaccines. do exercise every day and yeah. get, obviously you can see i get a lot of sunlight yeah but by the you way know, he's posing as a health expert you know that that's the biggest problem with is that you know he, he's saying one thing and then doing another and then mm -hmm. uh you know he, he claims to you know have the answer to all of our problems with these vaccines uh but you know he doesn't lead a life of uh you know good personal health in any way either right yes and especially against joe rogan who's like very tuned in to great body mechanics and great yeah. health and stuff like that and fitness like he's a now joe obviously knows how to splurge to eat eating which by the way when you work out like joe you can do that in fact you kind of need to do that you know to actually have energy um and obviously he'll drink whiskey on his show and stuff like that which once again in moderation is not a bad thing joe rogan very healthy individual you know speaking of which i don't know if this is good for the immune system but it's certainly good for your muscular skeleton stuff but like uh the all the rave is ice baths now joe rogan mm -hmm. you know i listen to joe rogan all the time everyone's just raving about ice baths so mm -hmm. instead of me spending twenty thousand dollars on one of these ice baths that these guys have which are <laughs> hilarious <laughs> you know all expensive those yeah, things are like crazy it's, it's stupid yeah now they got like solutions that are much cheaper and stuff like that but yeah garbage I up, can i was up <laughs> yeah i was up north uh in gooseberry falls for the um last you know, three nights or whatever. And every day I'd go into Lake Superior, which usually seems crazy. You never see people swimming in Lake Superior because it's freaking cold. I don't know. It's 38 degrees or something like that. And day one, about a minute and a half I was in there because I, I, I hate cold water, but I like the cold, generally speaking, like cold weather. So then the next day I went in and it's not like all of a sudden Lake Superior got warm. I lasted 20 minutes. 
mm-hmm. I was like, what? Well, like, where did this superhuman capabilities? So when I went back the final day up there, Sunday, mm-hmm. I jumped in. I did five, six minutes. I could have done more, but I was uh, shivering cold so much. Like, I, I think it took me about 30 minutes an hour warming up mm. after that 20-minute plunge. But it makes you feel really good. I don't know if it's great for your immune, immune system, but it's certainly good for, like, I don't know, just your body, you know, like mm-hmm. it just generally feels great. It's got the healing because all that blood rushes to protect your inner organs and then comes back. And that's supposedly very good for the muscles. I've, I've seen since I'm getting into fitness stuff in general, I've seen a lot of ice bath stuff pop up. And I think my favorite comment I've ever seen on it was the hardest part of uh, doing ice baths is not posting it to social media. Afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there. It's crazy right now. There. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> all right i didn't do that i didn't <laughs> i stopped i gave up on posting on social media about three years ago so <laughs> that's so funny that's so true and it was looked badass because on sunday it was incredibly windy so there was big chop chop like on this lake spear big waves actually it's pretty dangerous going in there in that cold water with a chop but mm-hmm. i felt pretty comfortable in my swimming skills I was like, this is a badass picture. It would look mm-hmm. good on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's something about, uh, you know, showing people you're badass. Of course, the other thing I always said back in the day, and I was guilty of this, okay? Mind you, I'm guilty of this thing. But when anytime you make a really healthy meal and you put, like, some love and energy into that meal, you take that photo and you put it on Instagram, right? You're like, look at this uh, mm-hmm. uh, turkey breast uh, salad that I made. So mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but I didn't show the – junky cheeseburger i had the next night right like, <laughs> yeah you're only showing the stuff you want people to see right they all mm-hmm. think through it no i know i do well I, I don't ever post it but i do take pictures when i make something really really good i take a picture but i, I think nobody else cares <laughs> you know i think you know nobody's gonna care if i made this for myself so i'm just gonna keep the picture for myself to enjoy right. mm-hmm. you know what well, is a weird thing and joe joe definitely does that joe rogan does it a lot and uh of course he is a comedian so he probably knows how funny it is that he does it but mm-hmm. he does the ice baths but that's where i got that 20 minute mark from is joe did this infamous video where he shows himself getting an ice bath for 20 minutes and using the breathing techniques and I thought, I, I there's no way I could do that. And it might have been colder in Lake Superior, but all I'm going to say is it was freaking cold. I couldn't believe I could do it. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, sorry to go on that tangent. Ice baths, really interesting stuff. Getting sunlight does help your immune system. You get vitamin D the natural way. But this guy rejects his stuff. And then you're right. He's telling everybody, you should take the vaccine. This is what you do for your own immune system. It's like, mm-hmm. who are you? You're a hypocrite. Like, all the only way to solve this thing is through that. And that's, of course, where Joe Rogan came on the stage in covid is all of a sudden he takes ivermectin he tells people that cnn does this hit piece on him basically with him like this lens over him or filter making him look sick when he really wasn't he was fine after a day and he mm-hmm. took ivermectin which probably wasn't the reason that he recovered or maybe it was either way the guy's fine and they shit on him because he won't get vaccinated it's like why would he get vaccinated mm-hmm. so anyhow uh he, he's got this to put a bow on it he he's got rfk rfk makes some really interesting arguments on vaccinations in general okay i'm not anti-vax uh in just general okay um plus i was in the army so i don't even know what the hell they put in you know that's the sad (laughs) thing when you're in the army it's like you don't own yourself but it was so obvious to me this covid jab and then that definitely got me thinking more about this and rfk's done decades of research on on vaccines and he's got some points, okay? Enough point where guys like me are like, 
you know, I'm kind of interested in some of this stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm definitely there with you. Well, on just the what he vaccine. talks about, like that there should be data before a vaccine is released that right. you know proves if there's going to be any negative side uh, consequences and everything. And you know, one interesting thing about that, Dr. Peter Hotez, he testified before Congress, and he uh, he said something along the lines of, "There's a lot of risk around mRNA uh, technology, and this shouldn't be taken lightly. And uh, you know, it may not be effective for COVID." Uh, and then, you know, fast forward a few months, he's all for it. You know, he, he completely backtracked on what he said before uh, and just, you know, immediately said, this is good to go. We need to approve it. We need kids to get it. Uh, so he, he had a total reversal on things as well. Well, I was all for mRNA technology as well because it'd be great. It'd be great advancement in uh, society if it worked, right? The problem is you can't mandate this thing and you still have to do the safety protocols. And they didn't do that. Yeah. And you can't hold these guys uh, liable if if there's vaccine injuries. So, yeah, I should have been the biggest fan of mRNA technology. We all should have been. But the reality is that's not what they did. They pushed this stuff on us. And they used our money to buy up all this supply and gave these guys record profits. So, anyhow, um, Peter Hotez must not like Joe Rogan t- discussing his, uh, his uh, physical nature and junk food habits and stuff like that. And the fact that he platformed RFK. Because how dare you platform a candidate for president? That's where we are in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. You can't even platform a guy like uh, RFK who comes from a very famous family. I don't know if you know this. His uncle, president of the United States, was shot <clears throat> by the CIA. Mm-hmm. And his dad, the attorney general of the United States and senator at the time, was also shot and assassinated by the CIA <clears throat> while running for president while running for president le- leading in many regards. I think it just won California's primary or one of the other big States. So anyhow, um, storied family, right? Mm-hmm. Credible source, but RFK could be wrong. He definitely could be wrong. You know how we find out who's right and who's wrong. We discuss things, we debate things. Mm-hmm. And so Peter Hotez slams Joe Rogan on Twitter where we all slam people. And uh, Joe Rogan goes, well, why don't you come on the show and debate RFK and I will donate $100,000 to the charity of your choice. And what did Peter Hotez say about that, Jesse? Yeah, no, he said, you know, I'd love to come on your show, Joe, (laughs) except, you know, he doesn't want to debate RFK Jr. He basically was saying the same thing that, you know, oh, you got my cell phone number. You can always talk to me, Joe. But uh, Dr. Peter Hotez, he's afraid to debate rfk jr and uh you know they talked rfk jr and rogan talked about this on the episode where uh uh basically that hotez had said that uh you know uh kennedy is a slick lawyer and that he'd have his way with words and so that he wouldn't feel comfortable debating him hotez says that you shouldn't debate a conspiracy theorist but shouldn't you know someone who is going to be considered one of the leading voices for these vaccines why would you not want to uh, discredit someone? Why would you not want to debate RFK Jr. and try and end it once and for all? Unless there's something, unless there's some truth to what RFK Jr. is saying, it should be easy to debate uh, to debate him and defeat him. Especially when it's your area of knowledge. Yeah, it's you know? his study. Like, this is your study. This is your career. I would gladly debate someone. Let's say there was uh, someone that was doing fake valor, right? which is like people dressed up in the military or saying they did certain things. I would be glad to have that discussion on air mm-hmm. and point out where this person's lying, right? It'd be great. Stolen yeah. Valor, not fake Valor, Stolen yeah. Valor. I haven't heard a lot of Stolen Valor claims lately, but that, that was a big thing, right? Stolen mm-hmm. Valor, 
my favorite one was this like 20 some year old kid dressed up in a sergeant major outfit like, oh yeah <laughs> like some sergeant who was you know in plain decorated clothes, was like a, no at the mall <laughs> yeah. he's just some sergeant at the mall he's like what, what are you doing wearing this stuff he's just like this is so ridiculous this kid's clearly not a sergeant major <laughs> uh-huh um and so, people do it for discounts and stuff at restaurants you know? yeah yeah and people might not know but the outfit looked ridiculous on the kid you know hmm. so um yeah why why wouldn't you debate it and basically i think it's gone up to like two million dollars you know guys like jordan peterson and mm-hmm. and uh elon musk have yeah, all chimed big in big players are just saying i'll throw in another 100k right yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think it's over two million dollars charity of his choice to debate someone on a subject you're an expert on an expert on you are a monster for not doing this i can't so once again you know he's actually ruining his side more because guys like me that are very open-minded on this go man rfk makes some good points Mm -hmm. the only way you could pull me back to the other side is hearing the alternate viewpoint well if you're not going to do the alternate viewpoint in a way that's not going to be propaganda because joe rogan will be fair right joe rogan's Mm -hmm. had a couple debates on his podcast before they're rare. There's one really bad one. It was like uh, d- two health experts. One said calories in versus calories out is all, is all that matters. Another one's like, no, it depends on what those calories were. So it, it was not – I thought oh, the debate who sucked. Who was that? Oh, I don't even remember who the people were. Oh, I'd be interested in watching that one. Yeah, it, it was – It was. I don't know. That and I also think it's a ridiculous argument. Like if you get 2,000 calories in Cheetos versus 2,000 calories from like whole grains and – you know, like uh, lean meat and an apple. I don't think it's even well comparable. for weight loss. Calories is all that matters. But I don't think so. Ge- I don't think so. Health. No, I don't long- agree with that. No, I, I think that's Why? wrong because I think certain things you eat change how your body burns. But it's a whole premise behind the keto diet. The because keto diet doesn't work. Most keto things are just lower calorie in general. That's why you typically no, lose no, no, weight. no, 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 no. Say, no, if you put ketosis is a real thing, but right. it's very hard to achieve. But the the idea behind ketosis is that your body is now becoming accustomed to burning fat and not carbohydrates. So that's the whole idea behind the ketosis diet is if you're you're not consuming carbohydrates, your body is just learning how to be very efficient at or uh, going into fat deposits to use that for energy. Yeah, that's no, what they allege. Just, okay, but I'm saying yeah, there's but, a lot of people who disagree with that. Oh, okay, fair enough, and that's why they have the debate. I just think it's a okay. little ridiculous to say that it's just calories in, calories out. That's my opinion. Looks like we could have this debate on this show. I don't <laughs> know if you guys care. Another one was Egyptology. He had uh, um, what's Michael's Michael Shermer, who's a scientific skeptic mm-hmm. or skeptic, I should say, debating um, Graham Hancock. That mm-hmm. was an interesting one. I'm a little nerdy on that stuff, but I'm very interested in that subject, Egyptology. Mm-hmm. So, but Joe plays a very fair and balanced way, and Joe Joe has no skin in the game. Now, Joe obviously has made up his mind in terms of the COVID vaccine, but I think mm-hmm. you could even change it with better arguments. The point is, they won't even argue. They won't even come in on having this debate. What's your? And and I think they even offered anyone that he chooses can debate yeah. on his behalf. Two and a half million dollars to a charity of your choice. Why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch. He gives it to the Bill and Melinda tweet, Gates Foundation, uh, and it's used for vaccines for children across yeah. the world. No, I, I can't remember if this was the tweet that was deleted or not by Hotez, but he said, "Be serious, Joe. That's what you throw out for your hunting buddies on a weekend. A fifty million dollar endowment, which you, Spotify, RFK Jr. can easily afford. Not for me, but so we can continue making low cost, patent free." 
vaccines for the world's poor preceded by RFK Jr.'s public apology. So yeah, that was a public deleted. apology. Yeah, that's the one that I thought was deleted. So uh, he wants a public apology from RFK Jr., which never going to happen. RFK Jr. is a, you know, a, a, a spine made of steel. So I don't think that he's going to cave to Peter Hotez on it. Uh, and the fact that he just wants to use that money, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, he's obviously going to profit off of it. It's just, you know, this Peter Hotez, it's nice to see that people are uh, exposed to how much of a slimy, evil guy he is. Yeah, but that's my issue is it's just not it's it's like not even talked about that much anymore. I mean, Joe's got such a massive platform. It forces it at least into the Twitter world. But it's not like I don't think the mainstream media is talking about this at all. Right. I saw CNN had some articles, they but did? obviously, you know, they yeah, well, hit jobs on DeSantis yeah. or on a yeah on <laughs> Rogan. Yeah, we know how they covered it. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the comments here. Uh, we started a discussion about um, calories in, calories out versus other types of Oh, someone of weighed in on that. Okay. Um, so Tucker says it's your diet and Mount Eaton. Based Minnesota says exactly. Tucker, fasting helps as well. Uh, it sounds like Tucker fasts every morning. Um, well, Dover we Dan all fast says, every morning. That's the term breakfast. That's where breakfast comes from. You're breaking your fast, right? Well, but he he explains later. I usually wake up, have a cup or two of coffee, do stuff, go to work, and finally eat at like 10 p.m. So he does the one meal a day. Oh, really? Sort of yeah. You know what? I don't. I don't think that that's what. What? I mean, at least for me, I don't break any. I wake up in the middle of the night to eat a can of tuna just to get it down. <laughs> is that a, is that? Is this dry humor, or do you actually? No, I think he does that actually. It's it's. Not tuna, it's a protein shake, but tuna sounds funnier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's a little bit of So he understands thing. entertainment value. <laughs> Wait, so you get up in the mill and it's pre made shake, right? Uh yeah. It's it's like the core power elite forty two grams. Oh, oh those are yummy. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Wait, so you, you what time do you get up? Like app to to drink this shake? Yes. D- some d- three sometimes i guess uh, are you, you set your alarm your no 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 it's whenever i wake up you wake up at 3 a.m every night no it's when it, uh, if i'm asleep and then i wake up in the middle of the night then i'll drink and, and usually i do it to go to the bathroom too so it's only if you wake up yeah but okay. i do you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night you're 25 years old or what What are you yeah 25? but I, I drink plenty of water so well, sometimes i wake up and go to the bathroom the i don't way? think it's i thought i was an old guy on the show <laughs> Jeez, guys People do that. What are you I talking steel about? I got steel bladder. I, I really it's do have to go. Babies wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, I know, but there gets to be a point and, you know, you you don't get up in the middle of the night anymore, right? Is there? I, I yes, mean, I guess. there is. Yeah, I just get up in the morning. Yeah, there you go. Jesse, the normal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was actually more commenting on the fact you guys get up to go to the bathroom. That's well, like, sometimes. That's like, like an old man thing right do there. You, do you stay in bed and go to the bathroom? That is an old, person, is an old person thing. Yes, it is. Sounds like am I supposed to wet the bed instead? Yeah, what, that what, sounds older. You, just, you just don't. You have a bigger bladder. You don't have a big prostate issue. At you're in your twenties. I just. Although I will put it this way, maybe your generation hydrates more. Because I was back at my parents' house a couple years ago, and like the neighborhood was all together, hanging out in the yard, and all the old farts were talking, and they were ripping on my generation because we all carry around water bottles and like coffee cups and stuff it's like they never mm-hmm. did that they used to have to lean over and drink it straight out of like the ditch there but you we go. don't we don't have to do that anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. so maybe you guys are just more hydrated so i guess maybe that makes sense but mm-hmm. yeah, i wouldn't think you guys are in that class of people that gets up in the middle of the night 
Well, I don't think this is shots. an actual thing, but <laughs> well, don't you go you before you go to bed or something? Well, I do go before I go to bed. And you, yeah. you gotta have a another one. Well, not all the time, <laughs> but like every now and then I'll wake up. I'm like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. You so. do go to the bathroom a lot around here. I'm sorry to air this out on on our show, <laughs> but it is interesting. Like in our meeting, our sync meetings in the morning, you're supposed to because of William. You're supposed. Do you mind if I bring this up on air? You already is this have. Too personal? Okay. <laughs> You're supposed to go to the bathroom before a meeting so you don't interrupt the meeting. So what does William do? He drinks so much water during the day that he literally can't last more than about 30 minutes. <laughs> and so he'll start push doing push-ups because that's how you buy off your, uh, you know, breaking the rules. <laughs> it's like 10 push-ups. Is that a rule? 10 push-ups? If yeah, you go to bed? I, I usually do like 10 to 15. But I commented this morning. I go, it's, just go to the bathroom, William. Do the push-ups <laughs> afterwards. You're actually more distracting Cause you do the slow get up, like no one's seen you. <laughs> then you slowly go to the ground. Well, I prefer to pay and it off before I. I know, but then we're all watching. It's like, well, now we gotta. We're well, gonna watch me afterwards to be sure that I'm doing it. So it's... no, I don't. I trust you. So you don't have to watch me do them then. You'll Correct. I don't I'm... need to watch you doing them. It's just like, <laughs> you go to the bathroom so much. Like, <laughs> well, you know what? It's all those diet drinks too. That's it. It's, it's part of it as well. You, I am trying you to drink more water. You are addicted to diet drinks. I am. The Monster Energies, how many Monster Energies do you typically drink in a day? So I usually don't drink Monster Energies. This is what sorry. we have here okay. at the office. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Ghost. Mister, look at me being so detailed here. <laughs> I mean, see, it's, you're always going to the details, William. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jesse? You know, <laughs> not a good faith conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> how many energy drinks do you consume in a typical day? Uh, it depends on the day. Actually, like on weekends, yeah, well, I won't it depends drink any. on the day. And I so said the typical day. So, what's the typical day? Typical day, it, if you want a, like an average, it's probably like three, two to three. That, so we'll go. We'll that round up blows to three. My now mind. he's got a Coke Zero right there. It's empty. So yeah, it was full before he got in here. Yeah, it's only an hour into the show. It's it was full. I saw that thing. It wasn't even cracked open. It How blows many? my mind that we've gained viewers during this conversation. Well, yeah, because <laughs> we, we I think people will want to know how you are so straight-laced with all the caffeine you consume in a day. How many of those Coke Zeros, Diet Cokes, uh, Diet Mountain Dews, if we want to be detailed, how many of those do you have in a day? That is not detailed. I don't drink Diet Mountain Dews. Okay, but I just want to cover all the bases. <laughs> How many diet sodas do you drink in a day? If you're so, if you're counting the energy drinks in addition to that, no, the, uh, we've already covered the energy okay, drinks. Okay, so this is Three separate energy so drinks. So probably five to six. Oh my heavens! That's that's why we keep running out of these things in the fridge. Oh my, my god! Own. I bring my own sometimes. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna shit on William for it because he currently is ha, has more muscle mass than I do, <laughs> so he must be doing something right that I'm not. But it's like. That's, I've been I, doing it longer crazy. too, so you've actually done a great job of catching up. I'm surprised how fast you've grown Thank muscles. Thank you. I, it's, um, but that's so many. I tried one of those ghost drinks that you had. He's got the a diet. He's got patch. a Coke Zero too. <laughs> yeah, this is my one that I allot myself every day, right next to well, my. So the right Sour Patch Kids my, isn't actually my favorite flavor. Um, the but, Swedish Fish is like my. I don't know. Do you like Swedish Fish? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they have like every kind of candy flavor you want. It's only ten calories per thing. It's ten you know calories, what? which is nice. But like those things taste. It just tasted like so much artificial. Like it blew my mind a little bit yeah. how I, how you drink that. I mean, 
But again, I'm not going to judge you. It's just Do we have any of those monsters that I bought? No. Damn. Take yeah. Were you going to try one? No, I, I've had them. I like it. I'm kind of in the mood for it. I'm in I so much too. pain I'm right now. I'm falling asleep back. right now. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm looking at you. You're like kind of dozing off. I'm like, <laughs> what on earth is going on? So f- six, six diet or six Coke Zeroes <laughs> slash Diet Cokes, three <laughs> energy drinks. <laughs> What? Based Minnesota's comment, um, how did this show devolve to bathroom habits and caffeine intake? <laughs> uh, how did we start on that bathroom habits thing? You guys were talking about, so we were I talking about pr- getting up in the middle pr- of the night. I eat tuna in the middle of the night, yeah. Yeah, but why did you say tuna in the middle of the night? Oh, the uh, debate on Joe Rogan's podcast about uh, calories in, calories out. That's how we got into that subject. That's a weird one. I mean, it's definitely not good to eat 2,000 calories of cheetos every day but well yeah i mean right when it comes to weight loss uh there's this guy who does this experiment so he ate purely twinkies for like a month or something i'm butchering the parameters of the experiment but he wanted to prove calories in calories out and he lost like i think 50 pounds just by eating twinkies because he stayed in a calorie deficit he couldn't have been having a great time with it though no it probably yeah 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 yeah, but once again i don't I don't disagree with that statement. Calories mm-hmm. in, calories out. Right. Which is kind of funny on Twinkies. Can't imagine what that would do to somebody. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, don't you believe that there's more to it in terms of uh, like hacking your loss? Or is it just purely calories out? So I've been in? more open to the idea that there are other factors like preservatives, for example, because I've seen a lot of examples of people going to Europe, for example, eating whatever they want. They actually lose weight. I think here in the United States, we have so so many preservatives in our food. And you even look at RFK was talking about this, how they do the, the roundup on uh, American corn. And you have all these health problems that come along with that. Yeah, that I was kind of spooky. Go Look up uh, Joe Rogan, uh, the picture of Joe Rogan and um, RFK. They're standing there. I think he's got the arm behind his. Oh, yeah. RFK's on. jacked. He uh, is. It, it's it's, sta- it's actually. Guy. I'm thinking like, man, he might be the most in shape guy if he becomes president. Now, once again, I don't think he's gonna become president. He's pulling fifteen to twenty percent. Look at that. <laughs> that is a healthy looking dude. Mm-hmm. He's sixty nine years old. He's as old as my dad. How tall is Joe Rogan? Joe's he's short. short. Five eight. Joe's like five eight. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, short kings. Let's go. Joe's like two hundred pounds too. He's super jacked. Like mm-hmm. super athletic. No, I mean, RFK Jr. seemed like a regular guy during that interview. It was like, wow, this guy actually seems really, really cool. Like, you could see he's led, like, such an interesting life, and he's he doesn't seem to have, like, the ego associated with he it. He seems like a real person. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was yeah. just watching it like, man, this Did guy Did you is know cool. that his uh, – so he's been married three times. He's married to Cheryl Hines right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cheryl Hines infamously – she's in a lot of stuff, but infamously uh, Larry um, – uh, um, I was gonna say Larry King. Uh, what's Larry's name? Um, oh my God, brain fart uh, here from uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, I know Larry, La- Larry, the guy who pretends to be Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Larry David. Larry David. Yeah. I don't know why he's. La- I love Curb. Curb's a great show. Okay, uh, so he's his, uh, Cheryl plays his wife on the show Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, they mm-hmm. eventually get d- divorced, but they're still hanging out because it's Hollywood, right? Um, she's married to RFK Jr. Do you know what happened to his other two wives? Well, I remember what, someone in the comments something. just said, "I don't know if you want to guess or if." What would I they say? And well, who was so it? JM Teddy said RFK Jr.'s wife killed herself. Both. 
both of them? First two, yeah. Really? Hmm. Yeah, Kirsten That's kind of sketchy. I was like, what? Like, what? I mean, think about that. What What are the odds of that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kennedys you know, have not had good luck. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, listen, Kennedy certainly, and I don't know his whole issues and stuff like that, certainly his family seemed to be his his uncle certainly probably one of the better presidents of modern day and a Democrat, by the way, very much hated the CIA and they lied to him and then basically assassinated him, which he believes they assassinated his uncle. Mm-hmm. Right. Which seems to be pretty obvious yeah, yeah. at this point. You know, RFK, JFK was a war hero. His the oldest of the Kennedys was actually killed in World War Two. Right. So they were actually war, uh, war heroes, infamous family, but obviously big money family ran politics in um mid-century well yeah jfk mm-hmm. is pretty much put up on a pedestal like everyone praises his book uh, what, what's the name of his book rfk's book no jfk's Real? book i don't know it, well, supposedly it's no good but it won some sort of award because oh, really? again they're trying to prop up kennedy as this oh you're politician. saying back in the 60s 50s 60s then or what yeah we, we were talking about jfk weren't we yeah yeah i'm sorry I, mm-hmm. I just guess I didn't realize the book was. And RFK, that. He, he made an interesting point about JFK as well, that, you know, back when the media wasn't what it is now, when it wasn't as corrupted of an institution where it wasn't just feeding us propaganda, how JFK was very smart at learning how to navigate that system and become the candidate that they uh, that they wanted. And it's interesting because, you know, uh, looking back on, you know, the media back during that time, decades ago, uh, you know, you can see how it, it, it was a different game. And, was it uh, though? Were they still lying to us back then? We just didn't know. I'm not as it, not if as we heavy. The internet, would, you know, would it just be? It would. We'd be screwed if we didn't have the internet. We'd be screwed at this point, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have radio, which is still regulated by the federal government. We would be so screwed. Well, if you ask uh, RFK, uh, Wi-Fi is giving us cancer. Yeah, and that's where. Yeah, once again, getting back to original point. Hotez should come on and debate RFK. Maybe RFK is off his rockers, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know where I was going with this. 20% maybe best case in the Democrat Party. He's not going to be president because— He's going to win Iowa and New Hampshire, though. What's Can that? I, yeah, I've been seeing those articles, yeah, but, too. But, but Biden lost uh, both of those states— I don't think yeah, Biden it, actually did well until for South an Carolina. incumbent president to lose any state is a big deal. But the reason why uh, that might happen is because Biden might not be on the ballot because Biden is refusing to support Iowa or New Hampshire being the first caucus or the first primary in the nation. He wants it to be South Carolina. Uh, but what's really interesting, I've been I've been looking into this quite a bit. So uh, what's really interesting about this is that the National Democratic Party, the DNC, they say that they will not recognize Iowa and New Hampshire delegates. If they are not for Joe Biden, if they uh, end up holding a primary or caucus before uh, the deadline that the you know DNC wants, that they're not even going to be recognized. We might see a situation where Iowa and New Hampshire either don't have any representation or it's going to be fake representation. You know, puppets chosen by the DNC to support Joe Biden. Uh, so the DNC convention is going to be interesting to follow. Exactly. And that's how these parties get run. And the Democrats are terrible. They're not grassroots oriented at all. Not mm-hmm. a bit. And hey. so, yeah, the, the, it's just a it, it's a rigged system. And I still think Biden is not going to be the candidate. I think they come out of the DNC convention. So they get rid of RFK. I should be careful when I say that, you know, <laughs> saying get rid of a kidney means another thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to let him win. And then they'll probably, you know, either put Gavin Newsom or uh, Michelle Obama mm-hmm. as the candidate coming out of the convention. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Gavin Newsom just did that Sean Hannity interview where uh, 
you know, they were, it was pretty combative and there were some interesting parts there, but, you know, despite how evil Gavin Newsom is and how much of a tyrant he is, he's, he's good with his words. He can definitely convince these Democrats. He's a slick guy. He's got, you know, he's got his own statistics too. He knows how to cherry pick the, you know, pieces of evidence that, you know, work in his favor. And that's what he highlights. Do you know who Gavin Newsom's ex-wife is? Yeah. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah, it's a, it's people don't talk about that. Right, and then who's, also, who's Kimberly uh, Guilfoyle's? Uh, yeah, who's uh, Don Jr.'s girlfriend now? And what's also interesting? It's all one big uh, family. When, it's uh, all is uh, <laughs> systems rigged. Yeah, even Gavin the Trumps Newsom, are in it. <laughs> when Gavin Newsom was the mayor of San Francisco, uh, there's also a video out there where Gavin Newsom was sleeping with his campaign manager's wife. And, uh, you know, this is one of those things that nobody even knows about. But he went out there and did a press conference. Oh, I'm so sorry for the people I've hurt. I had a lapse of judgment. It's like you didn't have a lapse of judgment. You slept with your campaign manager's wife. That's exactly what happened. Didn't he have a lapse of judgment when he uh, missed uh, the... Uh, when he had the wine cellar thing? No, when no, he had no, the birthday no, no. party? Well, that too. But yeah. uh, the lapse of judgment when he missed the... Uh, was it like a Swedish conference on like fighting global warming um people allege that maybe he got injured from a vaccine oh yeah, yeah. But he really wanted to be with his kids for halloween that yeah that's right i forgot Freaking about that liar one. Mm-hmm. maybe we'll get to the bottom of that story if yeah it'd be president. nice sean yeah. handy wasn't getting at the bottom of it yeah you know? it seems old school now but no it kind of felt like one of those interviews where like oh yeah we got to pretend to be opposition and then we're going to shake hands and be friends <laughs> after the whole thing so that's what it appeared to me what do you got william Got a lot of comments. All right, let's go to the comments. First of all, um, Dawson, I sent you a Twitter Spaces link. I tried posting it here in the live chat, but it, like, disappears when I post it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we'll be doing Twitter Spaces, so go to action underscore liberty at 2.30. We'll be live on Twitter Spaces, and we'll do a follow-up to the show. Yep, yeah, and there are a lot of comments that I missed here. We had a pretty good chat Go ahead, yeah, we're speaking on our asses anyhow at this point. We don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) I mean, I think we've uh, (laughs) – I think – after an hour, we've just been covering a bunch of subjects we don't know much about. Mm-hmm. Well, you may not know much about the diet thing, Jake, but. <laughs> well, you know, one, one last I thing I would say, I'd, uh... I think you're wrong on this. I mean, <laughs> I want to see this Twinkies thing, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying there's certain foods you eat that give you a certain kind of energy. So I, I can't just be simple I as calories so. in, calories out. Yeah, calcium. You know, like there's all kinds of nutritional plus, benefits plus, and everything that helps specific parts of your body. Yes, plus we know that you got to consume protein to build muscle mass. So where does that come into right, but play? But Williams, William's point was weight gain specifically. For weight loss. Yes, yes. But, how, but once again, if, if you consume protein, that's adding to – assuming you're doing weight training, also – produces muscle mass or at least so it's it. very hard to build uh weight from muscle mass that like no in, i know but over the course but, of but hold year, on if you, you ate twinkies add, like, if you ate twinkies for what was it 50 days straight or whatever it was whatever you're was. going to lose muscle mass because you're not getting the adequate amount of protein i mean yeah but you're also going to lose fat because your body has to correct resort so to in total but i'm saying that calorie but, deficit but just taking those two different calories changes how muscles stay on your body or grow and how does well, that right. not... we're just talking about for weight loss though. i mean america yeah has but a weight, but loss, weight loss is everything to turn to this uh these crazy diets in order to lose weight it's really simple you just need to lay out a plan well once again we're talking prep. our asses none of us are experts on this subject it's so maybe that's why I've, it was i've lost to... a lot of weight and i've gained a lot of weight so i i i could speak as to that well I... so have i there william but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i guess it really it is. I always say the best diet out there is the Alfwam diet. Eat less food, work out more. Actually, right? Brad has a and sorry guys, I'm missing a lot of your go comments. Go ahead, let's right go read now. some comments. 
Uh, we'll, we'll go to the Twitter spaces and we can talk more there. But Brad Ganser has a good point. Weight loss does not equal healthy weight loss. And that's very true. Like if you're yeah. dropping pounds a week, unless you're over 400 pounds, like that's not healthy weight loss. Like it's got to be a gradual thing. And you got to do it while something. still getting the nutrients that you need. Okay. Well, there you go. You heard it from William. You made a great point. <laughs> William never says that. Um, yeah, we, we missed a lot of good rfk comments oh shoot i thought they were gonna talk about your bathroom habits (laughs) (laughs) um sorry i'm just scrolling back up here uh okay i did miss this one based minnesota says will you could just throw a diaper on right before bed (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) um so K Wall for Life says the leftist big brain should have no issue debating RFK Jr. and vaccines on equal footing if he's so wrong about everything, right? Instead, they hide in protected safe zones like CNN. Frauds. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's all they do. They never want to debate. Right. In fact, we would we we'd gladly have all these people on our show to debate. They never come on. You kidding me? They never would come on. We thought maybe we could get one of these lefties to come on. Who did we invite that one time? Um, Sandra Feist. Yeah, was it Feist? I think so it I never track of all these weirdos. Her, though. What's we just, that? We never actually invited her. We I just called her. Didn't I call her live on the show and invite her to come on it? Oh, that sounds familiar now that you mentioned yeah. um, I mean, the political junkies, we're, we're going to be talking to someone tomorrow. It's going to be a real interesting interview. So you Really? Do in. I get a no? You'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> really? You guys will want to tune in for this. Hopefully wait, we wait, can wait, get wait, it wait. posted by tomorrow. <laughs> Is this a presidential candidate? It may be. Maybe. I don't know. You didn't spend your own money, did you? No. What are you talking about? No, we we got an interview with the presidential candidate. Yeah, but it wasn't money that you didn't have Jake, to spend. Jake, it's, it's not the one that you're thinking okay. of. Okay. Because we did have a line on one presidential candidate who happens to be behind bars. No? I got to stop talking? No, right? it's, it's not it's the one It's going to be a secret. About. You'll just have to wait you'll and see. You'll find out tomorrow. Oh, jeez. And it's not Trump. <laughs> it's not Trump. I wish. <laughs> Trump behind him. <laughs> but eventually, we're going we're gonna to get that one. But go, ahead. go ahead, William. Uh, oh, shoot. You know what? Before I forget, um, pull up uh, Maddie Kingsbury's funeral. I want to bring this up because I was talking to Carmel, and Maddie Kingsbury's funeral is on Sunday down in Winona. This is obituary. Go read this. Um, I think we'll post this. Oh, I posted on Twitter, so go to action underscore liberty. We post this on Twitter. You'll meet us there for Twitter spaces anyhow. And uh, it's beautifully written beautifully written go read the obituary go to the very bottom of it and it talks about where this is going to be held now they expect pretty big sized crowds they just had a um, parade in winona um i think it was over father's day weekend and it was so widely attended um i'm sorry they had they had a big float or exhibit of like maddie's army basically bringing awareness to um um i was gonna say sexual assault domestic violence because that's what is being alleged here is that Adam, the father of her children, ex-boyfriend, was violent. Um, that seems to be that was part of the charging documents. And so people need to recognize that before something bad like this happens. So the Celebration of Life, Sunday, June 25th at 1 o'clock p.m. It's in the McCowan, McCowan M-C-C-O-W-N Gymnasium. That's on Mark Street in Winona, Minnesota. Go to our action underscore liberty twitter handle you can get that there otherwise you could just probably google maddie kingsbury obituary um i think it's be really well attended 
That's a powerful message. Anyhow, a couple other comments, and then we got to get off so we can go to our Twitter spaces. Yeah, I couldn't find that one good comment way back when, but it was just talking about how RFK uh, could run third party and could take votes away from the Republican nominee. I mean, there's an argument to be made. Um, I got to see some of the other issues that RFK takes on. Mm -hmm. I've never, ever. If if I voted for a Democrat, it would have been a nonpartisan position like a city council member that I just didn't know they were a Democrat, okay? And the issues were okay with me. I've never voted for a Democrat, okay? Certainly not when that party is, but I might not have ever voted for one regardless. I also have not only voted Republican because there are a lot of Republicans that don't deserve my vote, all right? So I could feasibly see I, – I abstained from voting in 2008. It was John McCain or Barack Obama, and I thought both were terrible choices. I did not vote in that election. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could have gone third party. I almost was like, screw it. I don't want to vote for either one of those. Either one of these things, guys, they're just both terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I could rationalize voting for a like Kennedy era Democrat, like John F. Kennedy running against a shitty Republican and Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I could see myself voting that way. Now is mm-hmm. RFK in line with his uh, assassinated uncle? I don't know. Because his other uncle, I wouldn't have lined with, Ted Kennedy. That guy was not – that was a more modern liberal, although even that sounds really weird because Ted Kennedy would be probably looking at today's Democrat Party and go, what? These guys have lost their marbles. Mm-hmm. But Ted Kennedy was a wacko liberal. So I have no idea what kind of liberal RFK is in the end. I guess we'll have to see the issues. Mm-hmm. So it's a, interesting, depending on the issues, mm-hmm. that's potential as a third-party candidate, he could take votes away. I think he should be Trump's running mate. I, I don't think know. that would be a great ticket. No, he he can he can be appointed to some some position that he'd be good at with these vaccines or something, but uh I don't have full trust in RFK Jr. I mean, it would probably keep Trump from getting assassinated because they wouldn't allow RFK Jr. in there. But well, that was uh, another thing on the JRE podcast is it turns out that he, Trump appointed RFK to a committee mm-hmm. looking at vaccine safety yeah. with Anthony Fauci. I thought that was funny. I know it was a pretty interesting thing he was saying there. I don't think he was saying that he was on the board with Fauci. I was think I think he said that he scheduled a meeting with Fauci. No, but he, he was, was in was a meeting. It was like some kind of. Uh, he was in a meeting because he was appointed to like yeah. vaccine. Yeah, he, council. RFK Jr. was appointed to the council, not Fauci. No, Fauci was too. No, in his role. No. I think you got that wrong. I think you got to rewatch it. <laughs> okay. Well, we. I want to get to a couple more comments before we log off here. We got because I, I saw that moment again, and here. I'm pretty sure that he said that. Why don't we do this? We got to get to our Twitter Spaces. Let's let's start the Twitter Spaces answering those comments. Okay. So if we left your comment unanswered, uh, go to Twitter Twitter <laughs> Go to Twitter <laughs> Go to Twitter. Do you mean to say dot com? Oh, it's Twitter org. They don't own Twitter com. Don't you know that? Go to Twitter, uh, action underscore liberty. That's our handle. And uh, follow us on Twitter spaces. We'll see you there. We'll answer the questions we didn't get to on this show. If you're watching after the fact, make sure you follow us on Rumble. We're live every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 o'clock. Thank you very, very much for tuning in. We'll see you again on Thursday.